Welcome back to the Longest Yard Podcast. Today I'm here with Dwayne Coleman, a.k.a. Paul Merrick, and Charlie Ingberg. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing good, doing good, Sohan. We're doing good, Sohan. Yep. How are you guys feeling off that uh, interview on uh, with Joe Kim on Sunday? No, that interview went very well. Obviously, it was good to have Joe on the podcast. We haven't talked to him in a minute, so it was good to find some time and talk to him. Yeah, it was a fun time. Uh, got to, got to learn some interesting things. Uh, good time. You know, the vibes are really high right now. Yeah. But you know what we haven't had in a while? Us three on the podcast together. It's been almost a month. So, I like, it feels good just to have y'all, like, back on the call talking football again, you know? Yeah, for real. For real. So, I mean, let's just get straight into it. Uh, as the NFL season ended, free agency has begun, and T. Higgins just got franchise tagged for $21.2 million. What are you guys' thoughts on the franchise tag the Bengals placed on him? You know, I think T. Higgins is a guy with a bunch of power, size, and athleticism. His name is T, and I think he will be the great uh, for Joe Burrow. I think he's a great guy to have on the team. I think he's pretty funny. I think uh, I think all the guys in the locker room like him. And I think he had a decent year last year, so it would be nice to see what he can do this year with a good quarterback. Yeah, I think, I think it's kind of like poetic poetic justice, actually. Because, Paul, if I recall, two episodes ago – or, no, our second episode ever recorded, you were absolutely hating on him. <laughs> Which yeah. Would you like to speak on that? Uh, times have changed, Charlie. Times have changed. Okay. Times have changed, and uh, wide receivers getting twenty one point two million in not really for agency period, but kind of a franchise tag period. I'm not gonna say it's good to see, but I mean, could do we see a trade for T Higgins? You know, having this high price tag on him, he's probably gonna cost you a first round pick with only one year to go. Where could you see T Higgins going if not if if he doesn't stay in uh, Cincinnati? You know, T. Higgins is a guy, I already said, with a bunch of power, size, and athleticism. So he would be a really good fit for all 32 NFL teams. But I think he will stay with the Bengals. I don't really imagine him in another spot. So, I mean, that was just kind of a dumb question. So, Han, I don't think that he'll go anywhere else other than the Bengals. I mean, I didn't ever said it was a, you know, quote-unquote dumb question. I'm asking you to speculate whether if he were to get traded – what one team would would you want him to see him uh, play in, Charlie? Um, yeah, if he were to get traded, I would probably want to see him. Where do I want to see him? I could see him going maybe to like the uh, L.A. Rams, maybe. Um, I don't I mean, really. Have I don't much, think they want to like waste all their draft yeah, capital I again. I don't have too much uh, reasoning to back that up. I just feel like I could see him in uh, yellow and blue. No, if this this could be a, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't think the Bengals would ever kind of make this trade, but you know, the Falcons. I mean, they don't really have the greatest wide receiver room. They have Drake London, Kyle Pitts, maybe. But when you add a guy like T. Higgins, who's a certified dog, you know, and their head coach said they're like a quarterback away from being a good team, and I truly believe that. I think with the they have room to run. With this Falcons team, and I think if T. Higgins were to get traded, the you know number eight pick is 
not a, a tag I'd deal him for, but certainly a, a couple second-round picks would do the trick. So Alexander Madison just got released by the Vikings. He was the running back one last year. How do you guys feel on that? You know, as a Vikings fan myself, that's a great move. We had a rookie this past year named Ty Chandler, and he was a beast. Um, Alexander Madison, at once Ty Chandler was in the rotation, didn't get many touches. So I think that it was a very good move by the Vikings. Can't really get much for a running back these days. But uh, I think I don't know what they're going to do with the pick that they have, maybe go quarterback, something like that. But now we know it won't be a running back or any of that sorts. But, yeah, I'd like to see where Madison potentially goes. But I think it was a fine move from the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Paul, I have to agree with you. Um, I could definitely see them picking up a running back maybe in the draft. Um, do do you all have uh, any clue what pick they have? I think Paul mentioned number 11. Yes. So – uh, I don't think they go running back first round. Yeah, because, yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, when you look at the – I mean, you got Jonathan Brooks. I don't think he's really a first-round talent. I mean, Blake I think Cor- if they I mean, were Blake to go Corp's running there. back, they would have gone it last year with Jameer Gibbs. And uh, who was the other guy in that? Bijan Robinson. Yeah, Bijan Robinson. I think they would have gone there. They would have traded up last year to go get him. So, maybe some with free agency looming, when you have guys like Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs – and if they can retain Kirk Cousins, and the big question there is if, I, I'm feeling pretty confident about that Vikings, you know, Vikings offense when you're rolling out a guy like Kirk Cousins, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and now a potential weapon with like maybe Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs. That's an off, that's one of the best offenses in football, and that's not even a hot take. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty fuming hot take considering Kirk Cousins is the quarterback behind that. I think the Vikings should He was balling off of he, he carried the Vikings from an 0 and four record to like four straight wins after that. I mean, he pretty much and like Justin Jefferson went down with the hamstring injury. He pretty much resurrected that Vikings team out of the ground. I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. I don't think so, so hard. I think no, I think Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. He's been like underrated his whole life. But he is kind of getting to that age where you can start seeing some regression. Um, yeah, I mean he doesn't roll around in the pocket too much. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, I he's mean not, he's his, his accuracy old. is pretty good. Yeah, I mean he's just getting a little old. I'm just old. Saying, yeah, yeah. I mean that happens with quarterbacks. I'm just saying, Kirk Cousins isn't the guy that's going to go win you a Super Bowl. Who go out there and win you nine games a season? Like, well, I mean, when you when you're going to insert a guy like Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, you're not asking the quarterback to do all the work. You're asking. You know, Justin Jefferson is a pretty athletic guy. He could, I'm not going to say he can take some reps, but he could play a Debo Samuel type of role. You know, when you add a stud like Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley, the pressure is kind of like released from uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. Like we've seen with Geno Smith down in Seattle. I mean, Kenneth Walker and uh, Zach Charbonnet have been taking the load off of Geno Smith, certainly. And they have a studded wide receiver room as well. Well, look where they so, are now. I'm not saying, I mean – Kenneth Walker was only in his second year, didn't play the whole time. Uh, Geno Smith got a little hurt, but I, I mean, I mean, we saw what the Vikings were this year. They only missed the playoffs by like a small margin with uh, I I forgot his name, the, the guy for the, the quarterback for the Vikings. Paul, you might know. Uh, not Josh Dobbs. Nick Mullins, the white dude. Who? Nick Mullins. 
Nick Mullins. Yeah, I mean, they still played pretty well with Nick Mullins. I think Kirk Cousins can play substantially better than what Nick Mullins was, especially with an offense like Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson. I think that Vikings offense, if they can't add a stud running back, that's a pretty lethal offense in football, as I just mentioned. Now, you mentioned Tyson Chandler. What uh, what draws you to Tyson, uh, Ty Chandler? My bad. Ty Chandler rather than a stud running back. Nowadays, like you don't need to pay a running back. I mean, you, you obviously have to pay a running back. But like, no, no, no. You definitely need to pay a running back. They're one of the most versatile positions. Like now you need a running back that can, first of all, run and also catch. Okay. Well, Ty I mean, Taylor Saquon do Barkley that. is a perfect example of that. Yeah, exactly. I hate so like, Ty you, Taylor. Hey, almost every running back in the NFL can run up a hole. But like, put the guys that do that at elite level, like Barkley, and spend $11 million on a running back, you can do just as good, maybe a tad bit better than Saquon Barkley. I think it would be stupid. I think we're just with Ty Chandler. He's a beast. He averaged over, like, three yards a carry. Had How old is Ty Chandler? Uh, over three yards. I mean, that's okay, but it's nothing special. Look, Dalvin Cook transformed that Minnesota offense, yes. okay? And you saw that regression from the running game from Minnesota. He's a rookie! Okay, Paul, I get that he's a rookie, but when you have a dominant running back in that backfield, look, Kirk Cousins, like we mentioned, is not getting any younger here. I think getting a store running back will transform that offense where it needs to be Super Bowl contention, maybe. I just don't see the Vikings doing that. I would love it if they did. Just don't see him spending eleven million dollars on a running back who would do maybe a little bit better. Well, honestly, what the, what's their cap space looking like? I mean, do they have the money to pay? I have no well, idea. I mean, if they have, if they are going to do that, they have to re-sign Kirk Cousins. I mean, I was and thinking, I mean, they, honestly, they have a lot of studs on the team, so I don't know if they really have enough space to sign. Him yeah, um, you know, Brian Flores did a good job with the defense last year. I thought the pickup with Ivan Pace was amazing. We saw what uh. Brian Flores has done for other, you know, he did he played really good defense there in Miami. So yeah. he's integrated that system there in, in the Vikings defense that's kind of rebuilding. And last offseason, they they were looking to trade a lot of pieces. And to finish what eight and nine, seven and nine, or seven and ten, that's not even that bad for the for a Vikings team. So I think if you can re-sign Kirk Cousins and Wiggle, get some wiggle room. Maybe draft a, a rookie running back, and or sign a big big dog free agent. The Vikings might might be a team to mess around and win a couple games in the playoffs. See, I would just prefer with the eleventh pick, we take Jaden Daniels, restart at quarterback, and uh, yeah, I th- I think that uh, I don't think Jaden Daniels is going to be there at eleven anymore. I think he's a certified top five pick now. We'll see. I mean, after this weekend, anything could happen. But we saw the teams, the way what teams fell in love with Anthony Richardson. What happened with Will Levis? They, people weren't in love with Will Levis coming into the draft. And they certainly, I mean, he's, he's still a pretty dominant quarterback, I would say. But teams are just never in love with him. Teams are in love with Jaden Daniels. He's just coming off a of Heisman. He's coming off a of Heisman. Will Levis had, was nowhere close to a Heisman winner. Man, man. So, uh, I guess we'll... Kind of move on to the topics of quarterbacks. Atlanta is going to have a new quarterback. Their coach said if their team had a different quarterback last year, they would have won more games and he wouldn't have that head coaching spot. Yes, it's true. What quarterback can you see the Atlanta Falcons having in 2024? Justin Fields. Yeah. Paul, uh, 
I believe you were the one actually talking to me about this, what, yesterday? That they're going to make a big trade with uh, the Bears and get what you I think. Cole, that, yeah, I think Cole, that they, you also think Cole Komet. I don't I think really Cole Komet will go over there too. And Kyle yeah, but Pitts what are they going to do with wide receivers? What are they going to do with Kyle Pitts? Put him at receiver. I don't think so. Whoa. Okay, you can't really. I think once a, a guy's a tight end, you just stick him at tight end. Well, it's also it's also like I believe the Falcons are wasting Kyle Pitts's potential. He I mean, he has mm-hmm. the potential to be. One of the all-time greats at tight end, just because of his like, uh, athletic speed. <laughs> That's funny. Whatever. Not that funny. Bro, bro, bro's going off the TikTok sound. All-time the powerhouse great. of the sound. <laughs> Dude, all-time great. Bro, all-time great is crazy, bro. Wow. He sits on my fantasy bench. If I, if exactly. no, I have stayed away from them. I have stayed away from that guy. That guy's a cancer to fantasy football. No, no, no. I understand that. What I'm saying is that if he was put on a different team with his skills, he could be utilized a lot better. So mm. could a lot of. Uh, they don't use him. They never throw to him, and like they always put him in like blocking assignments when he's in reality more of like a route runner. So Paul, actually, I do agree with you. He could be a wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. Like t- I think a tie. I, I think he could be a really good receiving tight end. I don't think he could. Like okay, like we saw um, Travis Kelsey be a couple years ago. Him and Patrick Mahomes were like one A one B. They got rid of Tyreek Hill. Who says Patrick Mahomes doesn't need wide receivers? Like. Travis, I mean, he I'm not calling Kyle Pitts tra- uh, Travis Kelsey, but like by any means, that's how I think he's meant to be utilized. I wouldn't call him all time great by any means. That's a huh. just because his combine charts are really good, and just because he's a a big dude, big athletic man, as Paul would say in the earlier parts of this episode. I wouldn't call him an all time great. Yeah, no, obviously not yet. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't say ever. I would say not even ever. Mm, okay, I guess like we're... nothing that. I, like, I, I didn't really get the hype around him. I, I thought he was going to fall to the Giants at uh, wherever they were picking. I think 10. It was the Devontae Smith draft. I, I low-key thought, like, he was kind of overrated. And at, Atlanta, I don't know why they keep on dropping offensive talent. They can't handle it. It's so bad. Well, then if you think about it, if you throw a good quarterback in there, then maybe they can handle it. I mean, we'll just yeah, have to sorry. see. Get Justin Fields, and I don't think Justin. We're talking like Justin Fields is a bum. This guy's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, who said I he was a bum? More, I don't know. We're throwing his name around trade trade talks. Like but Justin Fields Zach is Wilson. definitely not a bum. Yeah, I, I know, but like everybody, every like article I've read is talking about uh, Justin Fields. Just they're just throwing his okay, name like the, he's not. A they somebody. might be throwing his name around because he might be worth a lot to other teams, and other teams will give up a lot for him. I feel like the more you throw a guy's like name in a trade. Uh, you know, trade package. The less is value, like the less like the more we're used to seeing that name, like the less appealing it comes. But to, Caleb like, you know, Williams fans. and Drake McCaffrey Bay. had his name thrown around in a lot of trade packages when he was on the Panthers, and now look where he is. Troy, mm. you can't compare CMC and like Justin Fields. Like I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm just making an analogy. Well, I'm just saying, That's like a terrible analogy. I don't know. What do y'all think? Would y'all rather have Caleb Williams, like maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, or maybe just oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Or maybe That's just crazy. stick with Justin Fields. He has That's a chance crazy. to be one of the greatest of all time. Or you just we haven't Justin seen Fields. Justin Fields develop the way like when he had DJ Moore, like that team was significantly better than years past. Hey, but just imagine if Caleb Williams is really good, like they could go to a Super Bowl in four years. 
God, this is what makes it so complicated uh, because when you have a guy like I don't know, the Chiefs had a really good quarterback. They had Alex Smith playing it uh, before Smith, Patrick Mahomes did, and like, look, who's the franchise quarterback now? Oh, that's a I I hate it, man, because the NFL just it's so unpredictable. You can have you can have a guy you think is your franchise guy and draft like the best talent in the world, and it's so conflicting. I, I I don't think I think Caleb Williams is going to be a good good talent. Yeah, I think Drake May will be better though. Yeah, I said that last episode too. Yeah, I think Drake May is built for the uh, NFL protege, yeah. and Caleb Williams is built more for the Jackson Mahomes protege. I think we take our first time out here. I feel like we should talk about James Tashi's interview on MUS Athletics. How do how do we feel about it? Um, shaky, shaky, definitely a little shaky. I'm I'm kidding. Oh uh, no, James did a good job. I thought he did a uh, first interview outside of the hot stove. Yeah, pretty good. I thought he did pretty well. Yeah, it was better than what I was expecting. Yeah, for sure. Congratulations, James, if you're listening. So well-oiled young man. Pause. No, no it was good. It was good interview. Good interview. Good interview. All right, let's get back on topic. Let's get right back into it. Uh, Zach Wilson can now seek a trade from the Jets. <laughs> Do you think that will happen? Yeah, I think they're honestly – he'll go to a team, maybe a city with a lot of good-looking women, maybe some uh, – Some moms. You know, some moms, MILFs. Wait, what? Um, That's great. It's like, you know – Yeah, but – um, Your house. You definitely see him. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That's funny, funny, bro. Hey. <laughs> Shout out, better mom. Just Bennett's mom is crazy, bro. Bennett, if you're listening, dude, this is wild. That is wild. if Zach Wilson gets traded to like to Tennessee Titans, we're all screwed. Oh, no. Bennett, especially. Let's uh, let's transition away from uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, the draft is quickly approaching. Coming up. Um, I'll just start off with a little bias here. The Giants are looking quarterback at six. Thought that was interesting you sure since about that. Yeah, I I thought, I, I thought we were looking at O linemen. No, we're thought, we're looking. I thought, I thought we were maybe added a little. Joe uh, Shane said he's open to everything, really? but quote unquote, they have been looking hard at quarterback. <sighs> yeah, I hope we don't take a quarterback. I mm, see because we're gonna have to find a team that's gonna want Daniel Jones and a team that can take on his fat contract. Here, here we go. Here we go. The Giants. Can have an out after this year if they let Daniel Jones, you know, just play atrocious. I don't think he will. I think he'll play mid. And let's say they'll draft a guy. I don't know, Drake May. Let's say Drake May falls. Not, so Drake May's not going to fall to six. Let's theoretically think here. If Drake May falls to six, Giants I'll take him because he's the best available. Daniel Jones plays mid. Giants cut uh, Daniel Jones, or they trade him. I think they'll just cut him because he'll have two years left. I mean. Yeah. The Giants let Drake may develop. He'll have one year of you know NFL under his under his belt. Goes out and plays like a bowler. Goes with Jalen Hyatt, potentially um, another wide receiver in this draft. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Here we go. And maybe could actually be yeah. So another thing we we were talking about Joe Shane and Brian Dayball. You know they had a great first season. That second season was abysmal. Are they on the hot seat going into twenty twenty four? Paul. To be honest, I'm not much of a fan of that team. I mean, I couldn't really say I'm not an avid, or, uh, yeah, I'm not an avid watcher of that team. So, what I, team are we talking about, Paul? The Giants. There you go. I was making sure you knew. 
Come on, man. And so, yeah, I mean, the Giants suck. They will always suck. They haven't been oh, good since like, Okay. Time, time out. They, they time literally out. beat the Vikings in the playoffs. What are you talking about? What are you talking fan. about? Oh, they literally were twerking on the uh, on the Vikings, dude. So I, I'm a Falcons fan. We had Isaiah Hodgins going crazy versus y'all, dude. He had like a bummed ankle. No, he was doing him, tricks on him. Him. him and Sterling Shepard were uh, doing tricks. Sterling Shepard was injured last year, bro. Dude, and y'all don't even play with my second team. I'm a Chiefs second team fan too. So like, bro, what? Yo, we yo, we scammed y'all's team for Kadarius Tony, bro. What are you talking about? And who is the Super Bowl champs? Bro, that doesn't matter when you have there's generational Tony, talent like that. You're not even playing the Super Bowl. Too bad. So sad we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Chill. You like, like, three teams, man. Yeah, and everyone calls me a bandwagon for liking two NBA teams. Like, come on now. Speaking of that, let's let's do a score check on the uh, uh, Knicks versus Warriors game. It's still a double-digit game. Uh, I'll just keep on moving down the list. Uh, 14. Uh, Ryan Poles is split. Between trading the pick and keeping the pick. Mm-hmm. If you were Ryan Poles, the GM of the Chicago Bears, what would you do with the number one pick? Yeah, Paul's I would keep that pick. I'll take, Paul. I'll take. Were you not just what would you saying do? that they should draft Caleb Williams or Drake May? No, you're, tell- you're telling me that they're- after all of this talk, how Justin Fields should go to the Vikings, you're going to tell me that they're going to have <laughs> Justin Fields Caleb Williams on the same team? No, honestly, just to back up, uh, back up why I think that they should uh, trade the pick is just to disagree with you. I don't really have much to say about it. I just wanted to disagree. Okay. So, uh, what do you think? I, can, I think it's a tough decision. They traded the pick last year and they elected to go uh, with the Tennessee guy, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle. Whoa. Now, he played pretty well last year. I think he was probably one of their best offensive linemen. Uh, big top 10 pick. I think mm, it's tough when you. They're going to go with generational talent here. I think they'll keep the pick. They'll draft There's no one who's generational in this draft, though. That's crazy. That is a crazy take. That's a crazy take. <laughs> I agree. You don't think Taylor is- Williams, Drake May, and or. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., his Marvin dad was a, literally an NFL legend. I, I, I can see Marvin Harrison being maybe a Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I think they go Marvin Harrison with number one. You know what? No, no, no. I was actually saying that, like, what, third episode? Like, our third episode, and everyone started clowning me, saying, like, nah. I, I bet they could trade back to three and get, like, a, like a, like a fourth-round pick or, like, a third-round pick. You that does not sound overall pick. You got it. You're getting first round picks if you're going to trade out of the number one. That's just how it works. To the number one to the number three. Yes, you're still getting first round picks. You know how valued that first round, that number one pick is. Yeah, I guess maybe that number one overall pick is like. Yeah, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's just a big deal. Dude, you just said there was no generational talent in the field. (laughs) That's uh, that's (laughs) true. Hey, on, man. Hot takes. What are you doing here? <laughs> All right, so on. Let's move on. Let's move on with another quarterback. Jaden or the Patriots are quote unquote in love with Jaden Daniels. Mm. Paul, mm. I know this is a big blow. <clears throat> Pause. Uh, well, well, I sort of. Yeah, Jaden Daniels, Heisman winner. This guy plays like Lamar Jackson. I think. Do you think the Patriots select him at three? 
No, he's not that good because basically he was playing some bomb defenses, dude. He he was stat padding. That's why he won the Heisman. What? Okay, this is the definition of yapping, bro. (laughs) This is the definition of if you the bomb defenses, the Missouri defense. They they literally LSU beat Missouri at home. I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about like when uh, LSU played like Army at home. Stat pad. Okay, but what do y'all? What do you expect him to do? Just look. If Jaden Daniels had a bad day that year, he doesn't win the Heisman. Okay, this was stuff he had to do to win the Heisman. Okay, you know I think the Patriots are really gonna throw like a curveball at us, and we're all gonna swing and miss because we're not gonna see it coming. I can see them taking Brock Bowers. No, can I finish what I was saying, please? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Proceed. I'm gonna proceed now. I can see them throwing a curveball. All mm. of us swinging and missing because we didn't see it. They're going to take Michael Penix at number three. <laughs> okay, where did that come from, bro? Even Helen Keller couldn't uh, see that one coming. That's more of a, that's more of like a, a knuckleball if you ask me. No, 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 no way. If Michael Penix goes number three, I don't know what I would do. But no, do you, is like, there a chance the Vikings take him at 11? Yes, I think there's a probably a huge chance of that happening. That'd be awesome, you know. Michael Vi- Penix to the Vikings, Vikings fan. The Penix is number one fan. Ooh, that'd be fun. That and would be fun. Much like Tennessee fans have to room for Will Levis. Not that's not me. Charlie's exception, but you know most people who live in the Tennessee area happen to be Tennessee fans. Also happen to be Tennessee Titans fans. And it's a little like little taste of mayonnaise for you there. Oh, uh, just another, you know. Oh, I get it, because he puts mayonnaise in his car. Yep, yep, That's yeah, good reference, one. good reference. Got yeah. that, I got that. So, Drake May and Caleb Williams, the projected top three picks, will not throw in the combine. What are your, th- I mean, this, this is childish, man. So, what do you guys thoughts on that? Yeah, Drake May's not even a first-round pick anymore. I mean, that's just tomfoolery right there. I think that, that, that I think funny. that like there's the craziest. Paul, let's out. be serious for a second here. What do y'all think? What do you think about you know of this childish action? I think that folks should throw. I think this that's just how they show their talents, and I think it's kind of a pain to like people go to the draft combine to watch like the best play, and what what's happening this year? The best aren't going to play this year. So one yeah. of my takes on it, I don't like it. I think they should man up and throw. I don't know why they're scared to throw. Does anyone know if they're going to participate in their uh, pro day? At but the they, yeah, they I, think they, I think they, they, they have to participate in their yeah, pro day. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah, optional. All right, what do you what do you think about uh you know Drake May and Caleb Williams not choosing to throw? Yeah, um, honestly, like uh, players in like the NBA, like sitting resting just because they don't want to play, keeping their bodies right. Understand, um, if this isn't it about, though, this is like non content, yeah. And I understand it's the NFL, not the NBA, but um, mm-hmm. I understand that they want to rest their bodies and all, but like, come on, man, like, man up, might just throw. I mean, it was, yeah, well, happened it's, to it's Jackson, not, it's not Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba last year. He was like refused to run the 40 yard dash, I mean, which is fine because he's not the fastest player by any means. But at the same time, you kind of want to see like in, in Jig, you want to like scouts want to see that you know, talent. Earlier, so they have a better chance of like yeah, honestly, rounding like, it out. If a quarterback's not going to throw at the NFL Combine, like I don't want him on my team. No, 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 at, it's not that. No, 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 no. Hold, on, hold on. Let me speak right here. I think that there's only an exception for the for Caleb Williams and uh, Drake May. 
because a guy like Smith and Jigba, I think that like a 40 time, if he runs it well, maybe his stock goes up. But maybe he's trying to like help That's his true. stock. That is down. true. But with knowing that Drake May and Caleb Williams are probably going to be at the one two spot, it doesn't really yeah. matter. But if a wide receiver goes out there and it's like, oh, I'm not going to run the 40, there's no point for him not to. Like if and the funny thing was, and Jigba's stock actually did drop. He fell to like the 20th pick. It was projected to go like 13. Yeah, I bet they'll start using him a lot more though this season. Yeah, better. I mean, they use a first round pick on the guy. Yeah, I know. So uh, let's just transition into the draft combine. Uh, today was the defensive backs and linebackers went today. Uh, the guy that really stuck out to me was a kid named Chop Robinson. What's I don't he? know if you heard about him. Uh, played at Penn State. Big defensive line guy, projected first to uh, probably second round pick. If I'm being honest, he ran a guess his forty time. Guess his forty time without looking. No, at I think I saw. I think it was a four point five one. Uh, Paul, what what, you, what is your uh, what's your guess? Okay, so uh, I'm, okay, I'm well. gonna do so a little bit of calculation here. No, Paul, you're definitely gonna go on your phone. And it's a two hundred fifty two. No. Uh, he weighs two hundred fifty two pounds, six foot three. Maybe like a four, maybe like a four four eight, just because you're kind of like trying to surprise people. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, like you definitely looked it up because the official time was four four nine. Then they went back and changed it to four four eight. So like that's a look up. Wow, that's a look up. Paul, I knew you looked that up. Yeah. All right, fine. All right. Uh, here's a question that isn't even out yet. You have to look on a special website to find this one. What was his overall score of the combine? What's his ninety three point seven eight. No, no one's ever gotten a ninety-three. What the? <laughs> I, I think. What are they graded out of a hundred? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with ninety-three point seven eight. Well, what's his name? Paul, Chop Robinson. Hmm. Wait, can you tell me his stats? What he did today? Uh, he ran a four-four-eight. I couldn't tell you how much you. He like lifts a two hundred twenty-five uh, at his pro day. Um, I really couldn't tell you anything else about him. I thought that you know he's a 252 pound guy running a 4.48, well, that's pretty dang impressive. If you ask me, that's I don't think I could do that. I'm gonna go with a 68 and a half, 83 and 83. And Dexter, put it in comparison, Dexter Lawrence, all pro, sexy Dexter, he got an 85. So, I mean, I and his comparison was Michael Parsons, big line. Uh, another news: Dallas Turner ran a four four seven. Uh, Dallas Turner's a much lighter guy than Chop Robinson, and he went to Alabama defensive back. You know, he's projected to be a good pick, probably top fifteen ish. Uh, and guys to look forward on Saturday. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Who are you guys looking forward to most watching on Saturday? Michael Penix Jr. Ever since we talked to him, Charlie, who, who are you looking more? Who are you looking forward to watching on Saturday? Um, wait, hold on one second. I'm having some technical difficulties. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can. All right, perfect. Um, no, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Penix too because uh, a lot of the uh, as y'all call it, generational talents will not be thrown. So I'm gonna go with uh, Dan or uh, Penix. Um. No, I'm really excited I'm also to, see. to see Joe Milton throw, if you will be. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, as a Tennessee fan, you know, the arm talent is it's it's there. And as long as he doesn't miss receivers, I think his draft stock will bounce up. Yeah. I'm not going to say skyrocket like Anthony Richardson said last year, but I think his, Joe Milton will do well at the combine. The combine is really made for a guy like Joe Milton. 
Anthony Richardson, they, they're kind of build. You know, a guy I'm really looking forward to is Bo Nix. That's a he's twenty something years old. He's got he's pretty old, but I think if a team is looking for a standard, a pretty standard quarterback with a good arm, yeah, Bo Nix is you know, our guy. I think he had a bad Senior Bowl. This is a good chance to make it up in front of all the scouts. And another guy I'm really looking forward to seeing is uh, Jay Daniels. I think if he does well, the Patriots are going to pick him at number three. And he just has to do well. Um, transition to the wide receiver groups. Who are you guys looking forward to watching there? You know, I'm really, 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 really looking uh, looking to see Ricky uh, Ricky Pearsall. Pearsall. Oh, the Pearsall. white. Dog. I'm really looking forward to looking forward to watching him run. Also, uh, Brian Thomas. I think he could be the steal of the trap. So I'm looking forward to watching those two guys run. What excites you about those kind of guys? You know, big, fast, athletic. Um, there's guys who can get open with a with maybe a shaky quarterback. I think they're still going to be able to run some good routes against some good cornerbacks, and I think that they're going to be able to score a lot of touchdowns. Probably, who are you looking forward to? You know, watching the combine on Saturday. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Let's see, who who am I excited? I'm pretty excited to watch uh my boy Rome Adunze or Adunze. Uh-huh. Um great route runner, good NFL frame. Should be fun to watch. You know, the one thing I did see on Rome Adunze is his route running, how that may be the only thing that sets him back. So really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he's got really good uh He's really got uh, good hands. He's got a, yeah. you know, as Charlie, you mentioned, he's got a good body for the NFL. Very Big good. physical guy. Very good But grip. he can't run routes. Yeah, he's very, yeah. He okay. cannot run routes to save his life. You well, saw in the National Championship game, the, like, the difficulty it was to get open. Well, yeah, and, but that was also because they were probably running coverages, which had him double teamed. You're going to get double teamed in the NFL. Not I really. Mean, that's just. You're, you know, guys are honestly put on islands a lot more in the NFL than uh, college. Yeah, but, you know, NFL talent, you know, you're going to have guys, you're going to have a safety lined up and, like, deep safety. You're going to have the cornerback lined up there. It pretty much happens when a dude is trying to go deep and trying to separate. You know, he'll get clamped by a guy like Jair Alexander. If he get, somehow burns past Jair Alexander, the safety is going to come down and help. And um, I don't know. I don't. I think the route running is some kind of a big red circle about a dude. Okay, well, that's the thing that can also be taught, though. Like, you can't teach speed. You can teach route running, though. Definitely teach. Mm, kind of. No, you, you definitely can. I mean, with Jalen Hyatt this year, we thought the same thing. And, I mean, he wasn't the most physical receiver. I think the Giants probably weren't the best fit for him. He's, no, he's got great speed. They started he's got good speed. I don't think the route running was there, though. You know, yeah. I'm still seeing go routes. And, you know, the Giants need a guy like uh, – Hmm. Well, the Giants were expecting Jalen Hyatt to be their number one wide receiver. Well, realistically, he's probably better off as like a two, maybe a three. Uh, Wando Robinson's probably going to be number two. And I think at number six, if they, if they don't go quarterback, and I don't think they're prioritizing the offensive line. I think they still believe in Evan Neal and John Michael Smiths and Andrew Thomas. I think they'll go Malik Neighbors. That is an NFL-ready guy if I've ever seen one. Joe Kim mentioned it last Last time on the podcast, this guy's a freaking six foot three beast. This guy does everything better than a, a Dunze. 
there's a reason why he's going to go in the top five picks, maybe top six picks. Maybe, maybe. And uh, out of the running backs, who are you guys excited to watch there? You know, I have a wide list of guys. I, I'm going I'm to name them all off. Jonathan That's crazy Brooks. because, like, I, I, like, wrote the list. Well, I'm going to just go over the ones that I took note on. Um, uh-huh. We're going to go with Jonathan Brooks. Where did he go to college? Like, name every single college they went to, Bull. I mean, I can't do that, okay? I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Blake Corum, he went to uh, Michigan. Yep. Cody Schrader, he went to uh, uh, Missouri. Will yep. Shipley, he went to Clemson. Okay. And uh, Jace McClellan, he went to uh, Alabama. Okay. And, I don't uh, expect you to know Frank Gore Jr. I, I just wrote him down because NFL legend. No. Right, Ray Davis, Jalen Wright, Jonathan Brooks. Didn't Frank Gore go to uh, Texas? Talking about Frank Gore Jr., Charlie. I know. That's what I mean. Frank, yeah, obviously his son. His son did not go to Texas. Where'd he go? I mean, not Texas. I can tell you that much right there. Mm, okay. Oh, oh it, it was like bro, w- bro, wasn't Frank Gore Jr. on like a uh, what's it called that um he went to Southern Miss or was it was he not on like um what was it called like Bishop Sycamore or like that fake team <laughs> he was definitely not on Bishop Sycamore, bro. That's <laughs> grown men. <laughs> there was someone who looked like him on that team. Or maybe well, everyone looks like Frank Gore Jr., bro, especially Frank Gore. Oh yeah, that makes sense, aren't they? Uh, father and son. Yeah, man, just yeah. like Zach Wilson and uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know. Wait, what? Anyways, now, Paul, just tell me who your favorites are out of this. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I really like uh, Chase McCollum out of uh, Alabama. He was a very good running back, and I think he'll do good things in the NFL. Girl, who do you like out of this list? No, I'm a, uh, a Jalen Wright type of guy. What excites you about Jalen Wright? Ike is uh his uh what's the right word um his uh he's very versatile uh we saw him catch a lot of passes uh great speed um physical guy he he was averaging probably over five yards a carry at Tennessee I believe he was he was yeah. a beast at Tennessee I think yeah. if you get him some uh good old line. Probably some good things in the NFL. Maybe offensive player, offensive rookie of the year? Question marks around that. I don't know. I think a guy that's really slept upon, or the guys, the you know, athletic type of running backs, the type where Charlie, you said they could catch and run earlier in this podcast. Yeah, I think guys like Will Shipley, a physical running back who can do both, and like Cody Schrader, he like had a hundred receiving yards versus Tennessee. And a hundred over a hundred rushing yards versus Tennessee. Yeah, that should that just proves how poverty Tennessee is losing. All right, here we go. There right. we go. We go. So literally, bro. Like our defense, like we have like one Alabama, good defensive player, and he didn't even play that game. Like Alabama, Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt. Like three teams, I think are all on the uh, what same side of the SEC. Wait, no, that's not right. Wait. Maybe. What, what side's Vanderbilt? Take it back. Aaron Beasley. Vanderbilt's on the same still. side as uh, Ole Miss, and Alabama's on the other side. Look, Cody Schrader is is a good. He's a good back. Uh, he he played well versus all pretty much every good team. Look at his stats; they jump he, off the he's charts. He's representing our community well. Yeah, he's representing beating up on some. Uh... Is, is he Jewish? <laughs> no, he's white. 
Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> that is crazy. That is why crazy, did, bro. Why did Paul leave? His Wi-Fi might have geeked out. Nah, I think Schrader... Everything excites me about Schrader because, you know, he, he can do both. He's He is my version of Puka Nakua. Not very many guys know who Cody Schrader is. I thought he's supposed to be like a fifth, sixth-round pick. My gosh, that guy's got electric speed. Everything he does is electric. He, man, he can run routes. He can, you know, be a physical running back. Okay, go he ahead. Carried go ahead. Missouri. Pull it out, Paul. Yeah. Why did you switch your name again, <laughs> Dwayne Coleman? Yeah, he spelled it wrong again. And uh, out of the tight ends, who excites you guys? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Brock Bowers. Pretty generic uh, answer, but uh, he's everything. That a uh, tight end scout wants. Honestly, you put him out receiver. No one in the NFL. Oh my! Please do not mention him. receiver, tight end. There's two different positions, man. No one in the NFL is gonna be able to guard him. <laughs> what? <laughs> no middle linebackers can be. No middle linebacker or outside linebacker is gonna be able to run with him. <laughs> you run with him. He's not that fast. I mean, yeah, but he's physical. Sure. I mean. Brock Bowers, as I mentioned, well, I haven't mentioned. This guy is pretty much uh, a white version of Kyle Pitts. Mm. I'll leave it there. Uh, just other housekeeping news. Tennessee beat the case. Huh? Yeah. Hooray! Uh, yeah, that oh, was hey, pretty. So, so, was that you who uh, ran out the crane to go hang up a Tennessee flag outside of the uh Unfortunately, that was not me. That was my friend Austin Davis out of uh, our, yeah, Austin Austin Price. My bad. He's on a uh, Elon Musk app. Okay. Pretty cool dude. I follow him. Said he did it. Yeah. Shout out my boy Austin T. I think that's college. Austin, no. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. But my my boy Austin, my Austin Austin Price. He uh, had some good words for the podcast. Guy, I wouldn't say I look up to, but you know, he's got more Twitter followers than me, so higher than me than that. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? No, I, I really think that uh, we did a good job of coming together for the for one of the first times of the year and uh, mm-hmm. having some fun on the podcast. So if you're... I think we should sing Charlie a happy birthday. Yeah, happy wait, early wait. birthday, Charlie. I appreciate that. You know, Charlie's yeah. gonna take another time happy out. Happy birthday! Are you singing happy birthday to yourself? I was gonna say, "Happy birthday, bro!" You shouldn't. No, I still want like the trap version. Happy birthday to you! Happy oh. birthday! Happy birthday to you, Ingenberry. Please let let us spend the night at your house. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, we all we all know Ganguly will have a good time Friday night. Uh, I mean, it just depends if we can uh spend the dark hours in the you know Zach Wilson territory. That's not even funny. <laughs> all right, well, just, just to kind of wrap things up, if you're still listening <laughs> to us, I really appreciate it. And uh, any, this any... is the definition of yap. I know. All right, well, thank you for joining and tuning in, and we'll see you next Thursday. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.